I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Have you ever watched an apocalyptic sci-fi movie and wondered, could any of this really happen? I'm Carrie Bechet, and on Hypothetical, we explore what-if questions two ways, through speculative science fiction and through insight from the world's most brilliant scientists. And spoiler alert, your favorite sci-fi movies aren't nearly as far-fetched as you may think. Time travel with me into our possible futures on Hypothetical. New episodes every Tuesday available on all podcast apps. That's Hypothetical, H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. Now, for commercials, you need, when you're younger, to have at least your bit, your adult teeth starting to grow in, right? Mm-hmm. At least that's what I remember. So our mom got us this flipper. So it's like a fake tooth that you just Oh, God, I remember the flippers. Oh, they're the awful. So, so bad. My sister and I just so happened to lose it around the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, like literally like a week. So like, one of ours was growing in, the other one was still there, right? So we both were in a callback for this yogurt commercial. And now we have never eaten food in, in an audition, audition before. So oh no. I can't remember this exactly, but I remember Bianca going in for it. I remember I went in or, first. Yeah. I mean, she had to tell me from off of memory, but I remember just a tiny bit where Bianca goes in first and like, you know what? We want you to eat the yogurt for this commercial. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm hungry, but like I have a flipper in my mouth, but I can't tell them that my front tooth is fake. So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna eat. Hello world and welcome back to another episode of Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. If this is your first time tuning in, this is the show where I speak to fellow actors about their journey in this industry and I make them share a couple of embarrassing audition stories with me. It's always a good time. Okay, what's going on in life? Before I before we get into this interview today, um, I'm going to the When We Were Young festival this weekend, which is for all the old emo kids to see their favorite emo punk bands. And I am very excited. I have a large group of friends going. And uh, I've never been to a music festival, really, not like an all day thing. So this will be a first for me. Um, And I'm really excited. Yay. What else? What else is happening? Um, Halloween's coming up. 
my costume is done. I just picked it up. It is amazing. I cannot wait to share photos. And yeah, that's that's about it over here, I think. Um, before I get to our guests this week, make sure you are subscribed to the show wherever you're listening to it right now. If you could do us a big favor and leave some love, some reviews, some stars, that would be awesome. Thank you. Our guests this week, yes, that's plural, are Bianca and Chiara D'Ambrosio. You may know them from The Bay or The Young and the Restless or Nicky, Ricky, Dicky, and Don, or maybe you saw their most recent horror film, Slapface. I personally worked with the twins on the second feature that I've ever directed to the beat Back to School, and they're amazing actresses and amazing people, and I've loved watching them grow up and having them in my life. So it was a lot of fun talking to them this week. So here's our conversation. And welcome to the show, Kiara and Bianca. Hi. Hi. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have you two on the show. Um, For those who are listening and don't know, these two lovely ladies were in the second film I ever directed and were so fantastic. Um, Stole every scene because you were so funny. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much. Wow, I really appreciate that. Thank oh, <laughs> you. You're like, dang. <laughs> um, but y'all have been acting for um, for so long. And uh, like I said before we started this, this is the first time I've had two people on the show. We usually only do one. So this is like a, a red letter episode. This is brand new for us. We're special. This is a special. This is true. We're trendsetters. <laughs> yes. Trendsetting special, special people. This is why we love you. Um, <laughs> Okay, so I want to talk to you guys about how you got started in the industry. I mean, I feel like I've known you for a long time now, and I don't know your origin story. So can Mm -hmm. you share that with me? Okay, so for those who don't know, twins are very much useful when you're younger actresses in this entertainment industry. So when we were younger, people would always stop my parents and be like, you should put them in the business. You should put them in the business, put them in auditions. My parents were like, no, they're like literally like 10 months old. Like they're babies. <laughs> so around age three, my parents were like, you know what? Let's just try one Let's audition. Just try. Let's just try one. And that was the Young and the Restless. Oh my gosh. So they used both of us to play one character because obviously the child labor laws and the hours that we can work on set. So technically we started late which is crazy to think about, but (laughs) I know, I know, right? So we started at three years old and we absolutely loved it. And obviously my parents were like, you know, as you get older, if you don't love this business anymore, we're totally okay with you not being in it. Just you have to tell us what you want and we'll completely support you whatever you want, Mm -hmm. which is something that we're both so grateful Mm -hmm. for because not a lot of people are that lucky to have such supportive parents. And as I got older, I realized I still want to do this. I still want to do this. I'm going to still work hard. And... Over the past several years, I realized I want to be more of a writer, mm. more of a director. Yes. And that's sort of how we got our star and where we're going to be for the rest of our careers. I love that. Yeah, I love your guys' mom and dad. They're so fantastic and so supportive. And just I feel like they um, they are the perfect example of how to support your children who are choosing an artistic pathway because it's not always the best thing as a parent, right? Mm-hmm. To, to have your child choose a pathway that it's like going to be difficult. It's not just everything guaranteed. There is no for sure moving up. It is all mm-hmm. up in the air. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about, um, you know, being in your teens now and and 
going against each other for auditions and what that has been like for you guys. I don't know how that would feel because I've never had to experience something like that. I mean, most of the time when you have a sibling in the industry, it's it's different, but you, you're mm-hmm. twins. So how is that for you guys to go up against each other? Well, for me personally, going up against Kiara is kind of normal because I have the mindset of, well, I'm going up against my sister, but I'm going up against about like a thousand other girls. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's not that big of a deal now like obviously when we were younger like our first audition separately it was like whoa yeah i'll see you in like two minutes when you're done and then <laughs> she walks out of the room like oh my god it's my turn now because we usually go in together mm-hmm. for twins when we were younger we did more twin roles so ever since then we started getting more and more used to it and mm-hmm. now it's just kind of like it's normal it's not anything like big yeah and what i'll add to that is that my parents have always said if one of us gets a callback one of us gets the role it's a win for both of us it'll help both of us you know no matter what the situation is and before any audition when they were in person if my sister and i both had the same audition we'd go to the bathroom and in the bathroom my mom bianca and i would go like team d'ambrosio and know that whatever's in the room will be in the room and we'll just support each other no matter what and i'm always happy for my sister's successes Mm -hmm. and i know she is for me as well ditto so ditto Ditto. (laughs) so you know it's something that we both got used to but like i couldn't imagine any other way we just it's gonna happen in life no matter what too and Mm -hmm. we both want to be in this business so it's fine i love that i love the team d'ambrosio like team break in the bathroom that's adorable yeah um (laughs) so talk to me a little bit about okay you're you do you did a lot of twin roles and you still have some some stuff that you're doing currently where you're doing twin roles do you find that each of you plays a specific like archetype of twins like is one of you always play the bad one or you know the nerdy one or whatever it is so okay um that's such a hard question to ask because kind of flip-flops depending on the project yeah but as twins, I am more of like the stronger front, but the more sensitive when I'm like alone. And I'm Kiara sensitive, sensitive, but stronger just, inside. No, I'm yes. really sensitive yes. all around. Okay, that's rude. No, it's not. It's a good thing. <laughs> I'm very sensitive, but I can be strong when I have to be. I feel okay. like yes, okay. yes. I'll let you get that. Okay. Oh, you're so mean. No, I'm not. It's the truth. So, like, depending on our roles. I'll usually play like the stronger one, but not like stronger, like, oh, I'm more powerful, but when, like I'm more, I have like tough. a front, tough. Mm-hmm. That's a better one. And she'll play the more like sensitive twin. I'm also really funny too. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are. You are. Wait, how did that just come out of nowhere? <laughs> I'm also more funny, just so you know. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Oh my God, you're so unhinged. I can't. <laughs> I can attest to the fact that you were both extremely funny. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank Sorry. You. Thank I meant you. to say I'm you're getting the light. us. No, 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 no Jillian. No. You're getting us after we've not seen each other for like a long no, time, like two weeks. No, so, I would wow. say I'm like more like lighthearted. If that's what I meant to say, like I'm more like. <laughs> no, wait. Worse. The character doesn't play. Just stop. Just stop. This is getting worse. <laughs> I've died. <laughs> oh my god. Chaotic interview she's done. She's like never oh, again. Am I never again? I love it. I love chaos. It's so much better. Okay, so you find that you play the tougher ones, you you play the more sensitive ones. Now, has that yes. translated into, because you both are on the Bay and you've been on that for several years now, is mm-hmm. that kind of what you play on that show too? Oh, yeah. Yes. And in YA too, that for sure, 100%. And I feel like once YA comes out and you see how the season goes, I feel like our characters sort of 
switch. Ooh, fun. The season finale. Oh, on. yeah, the season finale. Yeah, the season finale, it switches but... everything. So I would say it was kind of fun playing the character that's sort of like Frankie Bianca's. So just just wait. It's it's really cool. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited. Um, and then you recently had a, a horror film come out, Slapface, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect for the Halloween season. Tell me all about it. Oh. Love. It's a movie that's perfect for spooky season. Mm-hmm. It's a film that follows a young boy named Lucas. And he just recently lost both of his parents in a terrific accident. And so now he's living with his brother in the middle of the woods. Mm. And he sort of finds comfort in this monster that he finds. And the movie's called Slapface because that's the game that he and his brother play. Ooh. And it's, it's a weird game, I know. But it sort of ties into the monster in the movie itself. And mm-hmm. we play the bullies, which sort of is like the tough character We've never played bullies before, honestly. We've never, like, honestly, we've never played bullies. And it hurts so bad because, like, honestly, when we filmed the movie, we were there for, like, a week. And we hung out with Mirabelle and August, August the entire time. And it hurts so bad to be mean to them. Like, genuinely, <laughs> How do people do this? How do people play bullies? <laughs> like, it broke my heart because, like, I love them both dearly. Like, there's a scene mean. where I tackle August, and it was my Me first too. day of filming, my first ever oh my scene. Gosh. I push him on the floor, and then we, they yell cut, and I go, I am so sorry. Like, do I need to get you, like, a band-aid? Because we were in the woods. So we were, He's like, like no, I'm good. brush burn. It's okay. Everything was great. And the and movie it was, turned out great. No, it was also our first ever movie where we did stunts. Yeah. So it was oh, new fun. Of us, it was so fun, was and I so loved our fun. stunt coordinator Mac. He's the best. Okay, aren't stunts like the most fun thing in the world though? Like to like, I you just feel so badass. You're like, I can do anything now. I can jump off a building, and they're like, No, you can't. And you're like, Yes, I can. I yeah, I can. <laughs> don't deny me. Plus, we played bullies. Like that added to like our like my experience of playing a bully. I gotta like push people around. Where the next I never cruises do. for stunts. There you go, <laughs> jumping between like, buildings. <laughs> I just read that he is going to go to space for the next film he's doing, and he's going to do the, like, walk on um, the International – well, no, the International Spacecraft. <laughs> he's going to, like, walk across – I love that you thought he was going to walk on the moon, though. Well, no, I can do that, too. She is the more sensitive and lighthearted one. No, no, no. She's like, yes, he'll walk the moon. <laughs> no, but I think that he would do that, too. I just no, – he, he, like, he would. He would. Standing on the plane. What? He was on the plane for the new, um, for I think one of the Mission Impossible movies, movies the newest he, like, one. Standing on the and plane? he, they had like this film of him on the plane, and as the plane goes, like tips that oh way, God. he's just holding on like this, and I, my vertigo went off. Like I'm telling yeah. you, I watched the video and I was like, oh no, I could never do no. that. That dude is wild, absolutely wild. Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's right. That's um, so I want to talk to you a little bit about social media because you two seem mm-hmm. to be like the queens of being able to get things into the can and have like consistent solid content and that really? is so difficult i've tried it and it i fail miserably every time because oh, i just no, don't no, no. i don't like have the the capacity and and the the time to think about like what i'm going to post each day or week and i wonder you know how have you been able to figure this out and can you please share it with the world so that we can all figure no. it out <laughs> It's there's hard. no there's no secret, but the thing is, is that because now Bianca and I are at separate colleges, it is so difficult, so much harder. That's so why I started laughing when you said it. I'm like, we really are organized <laughs> because we were. 
I mean, look, we were more organized right before we both left for college. But now that we're here this weekend, well, she's here this weekend. It's, well, me too. So now that we're both here this weekend, it's kind of like we have to get, like, all of our content done. And for social media, so we've kind of been, like, using, like, our past stuff and mm-hmm. or any pictures that we use from the last visit. Yeah, because we, um, we filmed a lot of content before we went to school so that we would have stuff. Because we don't post every single day. Yeah. We always try to do something on our story, but we post, like, maybe a few times a week. Maybe once a week, depending on like what's going on. Yeah. Like it just just depends. Um, I feel like as we've gotten um, older and as we've um, had to deal with more things in life, I feel like <laughs> my schedule has mm-hmm. become less and less consistent. But when mm-hmm. we do have a lot of content, we are more consistent. And we uh, I think that honestly helped us through the first half of our first semester of college. We mm. filmed a lot before. We have a lot of content to post to make sure that it's still going while we're not with each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's honestly what helped us is we just, we dedicated yeah. like about a week and we filmed a ton of stuff. And then it, it helped us because of what, wow. two months? We haven't had to really do that mm-hmm. much content because no. we had a lot of stuff already in the can. I mean, wow. obviously there's things here and there that came about then we did it, but yeah. And like, <laughs> Whenever we would go like, to the football games for both of our schools, we'd always post or yeah. whenever mm-hmm. at school or any stuff like that. So always like we had something like yeah, just because, happening. I mean, our life is on, like constantly changing and it's not like we can post stuff from like when we graduated high school now. I mean, right. we have to also like show like we're in college and we want to keep our followers um, into that with us. We want to show them what college is like for twins that are for the first time ever being separated. Mm-hmm. So we right. find that all interesting and we film videos and we do photos and TikToks and stuff like that. So we're all, we're constantly evolving. We're yes. constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so how is it being away from each other for the first time in your life? Well, I think... 
I mean, I'm going to take the, the ball on this one. It's a little okay. bit different for me because I've never lived anywhere outside of LA, mm. ever. And so I, I'm moving all the way to the Bay Area. I'm going to school. Um, I'm in a whole new environment. I'm studying something I'm, that is not, like, I'm studying film, but I'm also studying law. So it's, like, really wow. rigorous. And it's, like, I'm, a, I'm adjusting to a whole lot of things. And I think after a little while, you kind of get used to it mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. then you also like look forward to going home on the weekends because it's not that long of a flight Mm-mm. it's like 50 minutes an hour yeah so quick depending on the wind i think <laughs> <And> so, um <laughs> no seriously that happened the other day anyways that's a long story so i mean i've kind of gotten used to it i mean does it hurt yeah but i think we're both doing things that we're really passionate about and i think it's going to work out in the long run mm. So you're going um, to Berkeley and then you're going to USC, correct? Yes. yes. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's <laughs> it's completely two different schools mm-hmm. and different vibes and everything. And for me, you know, I, you know, I've seen USC all my life. And so now I get to go there and get to experience the whole vibe of the school. And it feels like a campus campus. And so does Berkeley. I visited yeah. Berkeley and it feels like a campus Beautiful. campus. And... Mm. You know, it's completely two different groups of people. You get to meet mm-hmm. new uh, new people and you get to build your network. And, you know, I have some amazing friends that I met at USC that I absolutely love. And so does Bianca that she met at Berkeley. And so we get to mix our groups together whenever I'm at Berkeley or she's in LA, which is so amazing. And I don't know, we kind of felt like comfort in both of our schools, which is very, I think very it's lucky. all about the people you become friends with. Yeah, I think if totally. you have at least one person that can comfort you, it's like the best. It's the, it's, yeah. It helps you like... It helps you get not get rid of the homesickness, but it helps you ease into it. Like it's mm. kind of like normal, but it's not as like emotionally like everywhere. Like you know what I mean? Well, like you kind of it's in the back of your brain because we've been homeschooled most of our life, and so right. now we're both going into a situation where we're going on campus every day, and we have classes at a certain time. Because when you're homeschooled, you know it's flexible for your own schedule for acting or any other hobbies that you want to pursue. So this is completely different for us, and we're just starting to get used to it. Mm-hmm. So we need those people, and we also we have our parents. Yeah. But we need those people to really comfort us during this time. Totally. Yeah. And making those connections is so important, especially because you both are going to, to school for, um, you know, not only other things, but artistic things. And mm-hmm. that's kind of where most people build their bases as adult artists mm-hmm. is finding the people at college or in those college years. Those are the people that you end up building a future with and making things with. It's the people that inspire you to create more. Which brings mm-hmm. me to y'all have already been producing and writing and directing. So tell me a little bit about, you know, the first, what was the first project that you guys decided to produce together? Oh, wow. Hold oh, on. Let me hold on. Wait. I'm about to say, like, I'm Look at the, the year. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. <laughs> hold, hold on. Hold on. I'm actually going to go on IMDb right now. I'm going to take a drink of my water here while you guys figure it out. <laughs> A little intermission break. Kiara, be funny. Say something um, funny while I look this up. No, oh, yeah, you're the funny not one. <laughs> I don't have a knock-knock joke. Damn. Um, <laughs> I will say, though, whatever project we first produced together, I remember we had a lot of fun. Oh, good. That's all I will say. Good. I good. It's always fun to work with my sister. What? <laughs> I just I don't can't. remember. My mom's going to be like, why were you guys laughing the entire <laughs> Sunday morning, like I don't it's know. It's Sunday morning. Jillian. What else are we supposed to be Jillian. doing? We love Jillian. Jillian. So. It's a normal hangout with Jillian. Hold on, where is it? Might it? have. 
Well, I will say the first project that I wrote was during the college application process. It's called An Active Journey. Mm, Yes. Yes. I saw all the posts about it. And wait, do you have the poster of it? Yes. Maybe that is actually technically the first one. Maybe it's technically the first one. I just, I can't remember. But An Active Journey follows this young girl who goes from the process of getting the audition and feeling the disappointment of not hearing back or just putting everything into that one single audition and thinking that you had a chance and Mm -hmm. obviously... As most cases, you know, it just doesn't happen. And you're just losing that hope and that determination to keep going. Right. And at the end of it, oh, I'm just going to spoil it. At the end of it, she gets a call from her manager. That's like, you got it. We have another audition. So you have to see it. I wrote it for the college process. And I submitted it. Film festivals. festivals. Mm -hmm. Wait, where's the poster? (laughs) This is a podcast. (laughs) No, but it's filmed. Oh. Oh. (laughs) I'm like, girl. They're right. like, um, they're gonna hear this. Jillian is gonna see this though. So we have yes. A yes, I remember seeing this all over social media. It's so cute. I need to watch it. Send it to it's oh. a passion project. Even though it was for uh, intended to make for film school, it was a passion project for mine because obviously it's something mm. that we've all experienced totally. definitely at one point of our life. And so I don't know, it was really personal. And if you see the movie, you're definitely you're probably gonna relate. You're gonna relate. Mm-hmm. A lot of actors are gonna relate to this film. And so I hope you can watch it. Yeah, I think that's honestly the first film that we both like helped like personally make happen because it's literally the two of us mm. with the camera. And my mom and my mom. It was just us making We're this driving around Hollywood. Family, family affair. <laughs> Family affair. affair. I think that's like the first like full on movie we produced. I'm trying to think what other like. It's not coming in my mind, but like that's later okay. on the internet, I'm like I remember it now. Like, <laughs> just, wait. just wait. <laughs> I'm waiting. I got it. Um, but so you guys are both in school for for film as well. But what I like mm-hmm. about the fact that you're in school for film is that you're not necessarily going for acting, which mm-hmm. I think is very commendable because you've been an actor. You've both been an actor for a very long time. You've done your own acting classes. You've figured out your own acting techniques. You've done the work. So now you're learning how to do other things. Mm-hmm. So you're going for writing. And are you going for something that's more just like a generalized version of filmmaking? So I'm going for um, – so basically I'm learning kind of the aesthetics of cinema. And I'm mm. learning about direct like directing and Which is what she wants to do. And producing. Yeah. More cinematography because we have classes about like aesthetic-based films and why people like the aesthetics of it and why certain people don't. Like that's just what I'm learning about now. So like directing and stuff. And where I'm going full in for screenwriting. I'm Love doing it. story – I'm plotting. I'm doing everything that you can think of to write a story. You're right. You're reading Save the Cat. You're doing all the things. Oh, Save the Cat. Any of the books, (laughs) I am reading them. And it's fun. I do exercises every week. It's it's great. You know, I have to build build my portfolio, which is what they really encourage at my school. So I love it. I love it. I love my screenwriting cohort. We have have so many different types of storytellers in our Mm. group. And I, I really love that. So I wonder what, because um, it'd be amazing for you guys to just go off and be like, you know, the Duplass brothers and start, you know, mm-hmm. writing and directing your own things. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if your genre, your love of genres has stayed the same or if you're different. So can you each tell me what genre you're really like drawn to as a filmmaker right now? <clears throat> Mystery. Yes. So Stranger Things, well, that's Mystery Sci-Fi. But Stranger Things was the show that was the light bulb for me for wanting to become a writer. Mm. And so my goal is to always write a show or at least a movie that has a sort of same vibe and aesthetic as Stranger Things. 
And so that show really inspired me to write stories about the mystery genre. And also that was the first show that really broadcasted young kids as the main characters and adults love it, grandparents love it, and obviously kids love it. And it's a show that's for all generations. And so that's mm. something that really inspires me. And something that I want to get into is comedy writing. I feel like that's the most difficult as well as mystery. Because mystery, yeah. you have to plot it really well, throw in red herrings. But, sorry, that's my laundry. But <laughs> for comedy, you know, writing funny is very different from acting funny. Yeah. Because an actor difficult. Gets to, exactly. The actor gets to use your lines to change it however way they want to. So that those are two genres I would love to write, and they're both very difficult in their own ways. So that's sort of where I'm wanting to go. So I love mystery. I love sci-fi. But what I feel like I've been drawn to recently is character-driven dramas. I mm. love good drama. I just love seeing someone put in hot water when they were already in a bad situation. You have to learn how to make it better. Um, so those are the type of films that I enjoy watching, shows that I enjoy watching as well and reading about. So I feel like that's a genre. I mean, it's not as technically a genre. It's I like mean, a, I think it's I a mean, genre. It's like a slice of life film. And those are, those are yeah. fantastic movies where you just kind of catch somebody in the middle of their life going through a difficult position and then trying to figure out their way out of it. Yeah, or like I Lady agree. Bird is a perfect example. Yeah, yeah it's a drama. It's a mother-daughter relationship drama, which is something that I haven't really seen broadcasted mm -hmm. since the movie came out, and I feel like that was a really big stepping stone. And that's something Plus, that I, I love a good musical. Too. So like the greatest oh, show musical man, would be, it'd be awesome to write a musical. If that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. I would do it. I would do it. I would do it. I would do it if someone asked me. Okay, well, I want to write a musical too. So let's all just get together. We'll do a musical. Do it. It'll be great. Yes. yes, it'll be great. 100,000%. Yes, we'll make our own La La Land, even though that's technically not a musical. Oh, gosh. Is it, is it technically musical, musical? No. I mean, I feel like, I think they, like, tried to sell it as, like, a musical, but I don't really feel like it's a musical. No. I don't I think them. it's as, like, um showy as a musical should be. Like, The Greatest Showman is a spectacle, and watching it is, yes. like, it's like watching Moulin Rouge or any other show yes. like that or film like that mm -hmm. where it's, like, oh, my God, I'm in I'm in Broadway. Where La La Land, <laughs> it was just, like, oh, they're they're cute. They're singing. Adorable. It's more subtle. Yeah. It's more subtle. It's I subtle. like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so on this show, we like to share um, audition stories that have either gone awry or been embarrassing or the one that, like, got away that you were so stoked about. Um, do you guys have an audition story that you'd like to share with the listeners? Okay, okay so, so let's, <laughs> let's rewind a little bit. I think we were maybe eight years old. Eight, okay. eight or seven. Eight, eight or something seven. like that. So let's just say we're in the seven to eight age range. So <laughs> we... You know, it was a time you're starting to lose your baby teeth oh. and you're going in adult teeth. And so we just so happened to lose our front teeth. Oh. Now, for commercials, you need when you're younger to have at least your bit, your adult teeth starting to grow in, right? Mm -hmm. At least that's what I remember. So our mom got us this flipper. So it's like a fake tooth that you just... Oh, God, I remember the flippers. Oh, they're the awful. So, so bad. My sister and I just so happened to lose it around the same time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know, apart, no, like literally like a week. So like, one of ours was growing in, the other one was still there, right? So we both were in a callback for this yogurt commercial. And now we have never eaten food in, in an audition, audition before. So oh no. I can't remember this exactly, but I remember Bianca going in for it. I remember I went in first. Or, yeah. I mean, she had to tell me from off of memory, but I remember just a tiny bit where Bianca goes in first and like, you know what? We want you to eat the yogurt for this commercial. And I'm thinking to myself, 
okay, I'm hungry, but like I have a flipper in my mouth, but I can't tell them that my front tooth is fake. So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna eat. So I start the audition, I go to eat it. I feel something click. My flipper is in falling out of my mouth and I go to start talking and it's like a whole mess in there. It was gross. So it's not like this just happened to Bianca. No. Because I didn't have any time to tell Chara. I leave the audition room and I'm like wiping my mouth and mom goes, why are you wiping your mouth? And then they're like, Chara D'Ambrosio, can you come in? She walks in and I turn to my mom and I go, this is not going to go well. And she goes, what do you mean? She goes, well, they asked me to eat and she goes, what? And she goes, did you tell me you had a flipper? And I'm like, no, because I got the call back because I had a flipper. This was a call back. This was a call back for a national commercial. Mm-hmm. So, and then it happened to Kiara, the same exact thing. It was falling out of my mouth. It was ooey gooey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really yeah. bad. It was really oh, bad. Oh my God. <laughs> and it happened to both of us too, which is so it's So odd. weird. I thought at least like you could like secure it or There's like, There's no way I to know. secure those. No. Oh man, I forgot about those until you... You said that word, and it was like a core memory unlocked, and I was like, oh, my God. And the worst part about it is because Kiara's was like a regular flipper. Like, there was no, like, thing in the inside. I remember the top of mine of going the gums. I was like, I want mine to be a certain color with a certain design. Yeah, mine was like like, like light pink or something. Yeah, mine was like. Blue or something. It was blue with, like, like, poodles on it. Oh, no. And I was like, I don't know why I had a fascination with doing that. And I was just like, I want that one. That's a core memory. I forgot about that. So <laughs> it looked like a whole, like, rainbow of colors was going on. In my- <laughs> I love that you just have, like, these, like, your teeth falling out, like, in the middle of an audition. Brilliant. And she's still an animal lover because you have the pool. I'm like- still an animal lover. <laughs> and oh at God. the end, I remember I was so embarrassed. And they asked me, like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. Because I, what no. I did is I turned around after they yelled cut. I like wiped my mouth and I just flipped it back in place. And I went. You're like, ooh. It, I smiled it, at it the end. Fun. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Oh, yeah, my God. That's, I was we didn't get it. No. no. <laughs> I wouldn't it. expect you did. You just imagine if it's an underdog story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turns out this wasn't the one that got away. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a great one. Well done. Well done. A good embarrassing story. We love an embarrassing story here. Yes. Um, so what's next for you two? What are you what are you working on? What do you have coming out? Tell me everything. So right now, obviously we're in school for screenwriting and for film, so we're really focusing on that. But a year ago we filmed an action movie called High Heat. It's coming out in December with Don Ooh. Johnson. It's such a fun movie. I would describe it as Mr. and Mrs. Smith meets like chefs or like kitchen. Mm. So, like, just think about that. It's a really fun movie. Like, a year ago today on my Snapchat memory, we were filming the movie. Aww. And I had such a blast. We filmed it in New Haven, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I love New Haven. Mm-hmm. I love it. Right where Yale is, the Bulldogs. Yeah. yeah. And literally in our hotel room, there was pictures of Bulldogs, which Everywhere. was so cute. Of course. <laughs> it was so cute. Adorable. And then Bianca's movie called Jane is coming out. This Friday. Hey. So the 28th. The 28th. October 28th. October 28th. October 28th. Call Jane comes out. I am so excited for everyone to see it. I feel like it's a movie that we all need. Mm. We need to see. And Uh, yeah, do you want to tell the listeners what Call Jane is about so that they they know that they need to go get their butts in the seats and see it? Please do. So Call Jane follows a woman named Joy who in the 1960s, before Roe versus Wade, becomes pregnant. And it turns out that as she is, you know, following along in her trimesters, 
um, being pregnant is giving her a heart defect. And so she petitions to a room of male doctors if she can get an emergency abortion for her life because she has another daughter and she wants to be there for her. And the male doctors tell her no. And so she tries to um, get an abortion through somewhere else and it's super dangerous and underground. And at and, home too. Yeah, and so she finds a group of women named the Janes. Mm -hmm. and they help her obtain an abortion, and then she becomes inspired to help others in similar and not similar situations as she is. It's a really it's inspiring a and empowering And this film. is based on a true story, right? So it's based around the Jane Collective. It's not exactly a, dr a true story, but it's inspired by true events. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very excited for that. What a, what a timely film. <laughs> yeah. It's like they knew. <laughs> Honestly, no, when we filmed it, abortion you know there it wasn't being challenged and then it's it's crazy how now that the movie's coming out like a year and a half later it's so crazy it's it's, it's a lot it's a lot but i feel like this is a movie that everyone should see mm -hmm. and i hope that everyone does yeah october 28th everybody call jane is out and um my last question is just with your careers what do you want to see happen in in the future after you're done with college and you've earned all this beautiful knowledge what do you want to do I know you want to do writing and directing and all that but is there like is there something specific that you feel called towards well for me I want I really want to write either mysteries and we've talked about this like Stranger mm -hmm. Things I really want to write like movies like Call James, something mm -hmm. that can really change a perspective and bring light to a situation that is going to change and we need to stand up and fight for. And those are the type of movies that I want to write. And I want an EGOT. I feel yes! Like an EGOT. <laughs> you know, the musical stuff? I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure so it I, out. I mean, just doing, I mean, I want to be one of the people that wins an EGOT. And I feel like you that's... You have the E. I, I do have an E. So I just have need an the... E. I just need the God. And yeah. I'm, and I'm good. <laughs> just three to go. Let's figure it out. And I also want to be, like, I, at least I'm going to speak for us. I want us to be the Nets Duffer brothers. I feel like that'd be yeah. so cool. They're twins. And they both write and direct. So maybe we can switch on and off. You write an episode, I direct it. Or I write the episode and you direct it. Mm -hmm. Whatever the situation may be, we write it together. We both direct. And I feel like that's something that we both talked about doing in our long-term career as well. And I feel like that'd be super exciting and producing as well. I mean, there's so many things I really want to do in our career. And so I'm just going to keep on going and keep riding the train. Yeah. Honestly, you said exactly what I was going to say. So I'm not going to be redundant. I took the words you out of your mouth. all of the words out of my mouth. So I'm just going to say ditto. Honestly, I'm not just saying and that to like. And with Jillian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. We will do it again one day. We will. We will. One day when I get my my butt back to the directing chair, <laughs> we'll see. So you're at school. You're doing working. it. Working. No, we're doing all of it. We're doing all of it yes. at the same time. It's great. It's yeah, wonderful. education and knowledge is power. Yes, so. it is. Awesome. Well, um, I've so enjoyed spending time with you girls. I miss you so much, and um, it was great to see you. And um, I'm so proud of you and all the things that you're doing. Thank, thank you, you so thank much. You so I really much. appreciate it. Thank you for talking with us today. Of course. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks again to Bianca and Chiara for coming on. It was so nice catching up with them. And um, go see Call Jane in theaters October 28th. Tune in next week. There is a very, 
very special Halloween episode. I personally had a minor like panic attack before I interviewed this person because I was so flipping excited. Um, So huge episode next week. Make sure to tune in. And as always, thanks for coming in. Anna Sheridan, New York Times bestselling author of Supernatural Horror, missing for nearly six months now. That's not possible. Is the cop just broken? Or did I Given the circumstances of her disappearance, someone with a more vivid imagination might decide she'd pierce the veil, so to speak. Weak radio signal. 700 meters. Closing fast. There's no place for ghost stories and close encounters in this investigation, or any other. I need you to find me. Of course. What else would it be? The Shared Tapes, a serialized horror mystery podcast. Stream the complete series today on Realm and on all podcasting platforms.